Welcome to the Locking Castle Church podcast. This Sunday morning teaching was given as part of the Spirit-Led Summer series. Okay, last night I was in Telford um, getting my official handshake. Yeah, commissioned with 50 other ministers, over 50 other ministers at at the Baptist Convention last night. Yeah, it's great. So, got official handshake. But the thing is, I wouldn't be where I am now if it wasn't for men in my life who were mentors, who influenced me when I was young. You see, I got, I, well, I started my Christian journey, I must have been about 12, um, and I, I went to a local uh, church, it was a Church of England church, uh, I, w- I wore a cassock, I was in the choir, yeah, I know, very nice, and I also rang the bells as well, the bells, yes, so I rang the bells as well. I got confirmed, I'd done all, done all those kind of things, but there, there was a whole group of us uh, around the same kind of age, and uh, we used to, I, I, I'm sure I've said, I've told you this story before, we used to chat polos to each other over the pews, uh, be, yeah, listening to uh, the vicar who would just talk about his REF days. That's all I can remember about his talks. Yes, so it was, it was a fascinating time, and uh, I think it was about when I was 13, 14, the whole, it was a, just a mass exodus, we all left. We all kind of got bored, and we, we left. But the interesting thing is, the only time I ever felt the presence of God in that place was when the church was empty. When people turned up, he seemed to advocate, he seemed to go, I'm off, see you guys later, Bye. Yeah, it, it, that was really quite bizarre. So this was my concept, and it must have been all the years of, of worship in that place what made the kind of the walls hallowed. But he wasn't there when people were in the place. So fast forward to when I was 18, my uh, mum my and my dad, they started going to a Holy Trinity Church up on top. And they kept on asking me, come along to church, come along. Oh, no, it's boring. You know, I don't want to be involved with that. No, just come the once, just come the once. So to stop my mum from nagging me, I just thought, right, okay, I'll just to come the once and that's it. Okay? So rolled up next to the church and it just re- reminded me, it's exactly the same as my, the old parish church. I thought, yeah, okay, yeah, this is going to be exactly what I expect it to be. I walked in, and lo and behold, God was there. What? And there was people in the building. And I was going, that's not supposed to be. You know, I didn't really have a relationship with her, but I just knew that there was this presence. And he was there, and there were people clapping and raising their hands and and saying their own prayers, not from a book. And I thought, I want something. I want what they've got. There's something here which I've got to experience. And I hadn't uh, listened to any message to, at that point. It was just a, a, 
yeah, kind of a realization that was God was in that place. And I bet you're wondering, well, how on earth is this going to actually match up with this? Because, yeah, we've heard this one before. We've heard this reading before. Emily spoke on it a few weeks ago. So how does this actually connect to this? Well, it's that last verse what gets me. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Did you notice that? Did you notice that? The Lord added daily those who were being saved. I had listened to no message. I had not been invited to anything, but I knew God was there. I experienced him. And we, yeah, Laura has uh, said she was dry, driving past and got a coffee and was attracted to come to the church because of that act. I think Maria was running past the church and she heard the worship and thought, oh, I'm going to go along there and check it out. Do we not want the Lord to add to our number on a daily basis? So I'm going to say that again. Do you, Christians who follow Jesus, who love the Lord, who want to see their friends and family come to know and believe in Jesus Christ? Three. No, a lot more of you there. Yeah, we're in it for this because the Lord has done something in our own hearts that we want to declare it and say it and share it with everyone else we meet. But how come it doesn't work? How come we're not having people join us on a daily basis? What could it be? Well, I think it's this first verse. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to breaking of bread, and prayer. Simple. It means us here actually doing what we're supposed to be doing. And I know that's a, that's a kind of a, a sap on the wrist on that, that kind of thing because I have that the same kind of thing. Am I truly devoted? Because every church, every church, I've any de denomination, stuff like that, people I've spoken to, we're all trying to get to this first church. We're trying to get to this first expression of what it is to actually live in Acts 2 as the first church. And everyone and, and lots of churches claim they have got it. They claim that this is what they are doing. And I want this for our church. I really do want this. If the Lord adds daily to great. But let's get the right, the first thing right. Let's get the first thing under our belt 
So they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. What does actually mean? Well, they were in love. Have you ever been in love? Have you devoted every single bit of time to that person you're in love with? Not eating. Yes, because you're so sick, you know, sick with love. I can't help but being, you know, you, you devote every moment. You will phone them every moment of the day. You will have letters and you will wait for the, well, this is way back before you had emails and stuff like that. You would wait for the letter to come through. Have you been in love? <laughs> That's good. I'm glad you've been in love. That was great. But they devoted themselves to the teaching, to the doctrine, to what this wonderful Bible that is inspired by God and useful for teaching, for correcting faults, and teaching to live life. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. What did the apostles teach about? Jesus. They were first-hand represented. They first-hand witnesses of all what Jesus did and what he taught. Wow. Devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship. What does fellowship mean? Partnership. Participation. Community. Communion. They hung out with each other. Yeah? They took the mick out of each other. They spent time with each other. Yeah, that's why I think that, you know, uh, James and John got the, the uh, nickname Sons of Thunder. It's either because they were very good at farting or they were very good at arguing. You can just imagine what, yeah, when you've got 12 guys together, you're going to talk about farting humor. It's going to be that. It's going to be one of those things. Yes, true, isn't it? All the time. Something like that. I'm, I'm being facetious there. I'm sure that they had camaraderie along the way. They had a good laugh. They had a good sense of humor. Fellowship. We need to have fellowship. We need to come along to these picnics. We've got a walk. We're going to go do a walk next, uh, next month. Second week after the, I haven't got the flyer yet. I haven't got that far. We're going to go for a walk. We're going to meet at Sand Bay and walk over the hill and go over to Middle Hope or something like that. Fellowship. Come along. Be part of it. This is the way we get to know each other. So what did they do? They devoted themselves. Right, right. You've got to take it. Take it off the, take it off the screen, please. Take it off the screen. Right, now. So, so they devoted themselves to the <laughs> apostles' teaching. Thank you. Right. In what else? In fellowship. 
in breaking of bread. Yes, I haven't got there yet. We'll get there, right? So I'm just kind of going, going through. Yeah, the breaking of bread. Okay, so breaking of bread. They went from... <laughs> you see, later on it says in verse 46, they broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. We need to break out of church. We need to break out of church as in the church building. That the only time when we can break bread is in this place. We need to do it when, when we are eating together and remembering what Jesus has done. As just a little simple thing which you go, okay, let's just remember what Jesus has done for us. Because this is what he has done. So we need to move out. We do not need a priest. You do not need a minister, you do not need a pastor to break bread. You guys can do it. In the communion service, I will take that. Yes, we need to have a minister do that because it's a public service. But in your own homes, remembering what Jesus has done, that's awesome. That reminds us all the time of what Jesus has done in our lives when we come together and we eat together with glad and sincere hearts. So what did they do? First, they devoted them to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, and to... Right, okay, I'm going to just keep on going through this until it's straight in your head now, all right? And to prayer. And to prayer. That is our powerhouse. That is the machine. That is the engine what makes everything happen. When we focus on prayer and make prayer our go-to. How many times do we kind of, we go through stuff and we kind of go, and when we're really up against it, we go, okay, Lord. We've tried everything else. We've, yeah, we've talked to everyone else. And we come to the Lord. And you go, oh, oh, you've remembered me now. You've stopped running around like a headless chicken, trying to work it out and sort it out yourself. Now, coming towards September, we're going to get this room over here is no longer going to be called the vestry. <gasps> I know, change, I know, sorry about that. Please forgive me, but I don't really care. Because <laughs> the really thing is, that is going to be the start of our prayer. That's going to be the start of our um, praying for 24-7, but I am being kind to you. We're not going straight for it. We're starting with a 24-7. But then whenever the church is open for whatever's going on, that room will be open. So prayer can start to build in this place. So by the beginning of September, when we kick off in September, the first weekend in September, we're going to have that room ready and prayer is going to start now, I know you're praying at homes and stuff like that, but there's something together about praying together. So, what did they do? Good. To 
to fellowship, to and to okay. Let's get on and do it. It's make this our mantra. That's what we're going to do. We're going to devote ourselves to the reading of the Bible. That's Old and New Testament. They're both relevant. They both tell us about how we can connect, how we have a relationship with each other. Every word of God is precious. Let's get together, eat together, have fellowship together, go on walks together. We're all in this together. <laughs> yeah? Let's break bread. We are a priesthood of all believers. We're the POAB. We are the POAB. We can break bread when we are remembering, when we are eating together of what Jesus has done. And let us get into prayer. Because why? why? Why do we need to do these things? Why do we need? Because the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. But also, signs and wonders follow. It's not just performed by the apostles. Later on, we were seeing that every Tom, Dick, and Harry were doing it. Because they believed in Jesus. They had the same Holy Spirit what can do and change things, change circumstances. Now, I'm not going to ask you to sell your property and your possessions and give everyone who has need. That's up to you. But the thing is, I think Ananias and Sarah kind of messed that up for us because it became a status symbol in the church as it started going on. Now, we don't want to do that, but we don't want anyone to be in need. It shouldn't be in need in this place because we should be looking out for each other. They broke bread in their homes, ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying favor of all the people. Why? Because they... Yes, to, to, and to. It's do this. And we will see people coming in and going, what am I doing here? Yeah? Coming in through the doors and just going, I, I, I just want, I've just been drawn here. Because the Spirit is drawing people. But it means that there's a transaction has to happen. We have to put our effort in. God is not opposed to effort. He is opposed for us trying to win his approval. He is already, we have already got his approval. He already loves us with an everlasting love. He's already accepted us just as we are. But he's not finished with us. He's in the process of transforming us to be more and more like him. And saying that this is about, yeah, we're these fun house mirrors, all of us. So when, when Emily looks at herself in me, she sees all kinds of strange things. Okay? All right? 
But the thing is, yeah, I've got a, a wonderful mirror at home. It makes me look really thin. <laughs> I'm just going, hmm. And then I look at myself in my car, uh, car yeah, kind of window, and I go, who's that? <laughs> so, yeah, it's, so, yeah, it's, <laughs> we're these fun house mirrors. But the Lord is in the process of ironing us out all the blemishes, all the things which are wrong. And he's making us to be a perfect reflection of him. A perfect reflection of him. And we're going to do this. Bye. Are we going to do this? Are we going to make it happen? We're going to put our effort in. Make every effort to meet together. Not do what others were putting off and not making a habit. It's come together. It's make it work. It's love the word. Get this word in, into you. Yeah? Get prayer. Get in fellowship and break bread together. Amen? Shall we pray? So, Father, I thank you for your word that makes it so straightforward that we overcomplicate it in so many ways. We try to do your work, but really we need to focus on you. And in doing so, you do the work. We discover what you are doing and get involved. Lord, help us to truly devote ourselves to the apostles' teaching. Help us to enjoy each other's company. Help us to have the boldness to break bread together remembering all what Jesus has done on the cross for us. And Lord, help us to pray. Help us to worship. Help us to praise you in every circumstance. Lord, we need you. We cannot do this on our own. We cannot manufacture. We cannot have formulas to make it work. Lord, if we put you first, and do what we, we, and practice what we preach, Lord. You will add to our number daily those who have been saved. You will bring healing. You will show your miracles through your people. So, Lord, once again, we commit ourselves to you. We commit ourselves to each other as your church, as your body. You are our head. And you have called us to be these priests. That we are for each other. In the name of Jesus, we pray. For your praise and glory, Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening. To find out more about Rocky Castle Church, 
please visit our website at lockingcastlechurch.org.